Bom, 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 bom. We are Tuesday, uh, April the 25th, 2006, and this is the seventh edition of the English Pomcast. 1984 won't be like 1984. Get your iPod. iPod's here. Do you like your Macintosh? Do you like your Macintosh? Your Macintosh. Up, up. And the Macintosh, of all the machines I've ever seen, is the only one that meets that standard iPod, a thousand songs in your pocket. If today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? Hello everybody and welcome back after uh, a few weeks. The last time we saw each, us, each other, it was um, actually uh, the 4th of April. It was with uh, John Fox from Memory Miner uh, for the sixth show, which we um, interviewed yesterday in French uh, because John uh, studied in France uh, a few years ago and uh, he still has some good French. So, um, and uh, we're back again with an English edition. Uh, and this week I'm gonna be alone, uh, no co-host with me, but of course I have a guest, which is uh, always the uh, most important, uh, because we will uh, let you discover once again some pretty cool products. And uh, with me tonight, uh, I have, or today, and it always depends on podcast, you never know uh, when the people listen, uh, I have uh, John Champlin, uh, which is from Ambrosia Software. Hi, John. Well, hello, my name is John Champlin, as he said. I am from Ambrosia Software, which is found in the great state of New York in the US of A. Okay, uh, cool. So we're going to spend a few uh, minutes and I, I think we're going to spend an hour at least because I know it from experiences. Uh, most of the time it's just because of the guests because they are so uh, motivated by their programs and their company that they speak a lot. And um, mm-hmm. that's the joy of podcasting and that's one of the good points of podcasting is we, and we have no, um, no rules to respect in terms of uh, duration or whatever or also uh, censorship or whatever. So we can say what what we want, and we can uh, say it as long as we want. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to start actually right away, and of course we're going to speak about a lot of, uh, of different news uh, uh, this week, and we have... Um, a pretty uh, much uh, a lot of different things to speak about like for example of course the MacBook Pro 17 inch I'm going to speak a bit also about Cocoa Dev House Amsterdam where I was where I meet I met a lot of uh, of uh, pretty interesting guy uh, and uh, we'll speak about uh, maybe um, the iPod against Nokia and Sony Ericsson and maybe uh, some a few details of uh, Apple's financial conference and uh, of course, we're gonna start. Right, we're gonna start right away uh, by speaking from our sponsor. We have a, a good news and a bad news. First of all, we're gonna thank you once again, Elgato, uh, for sponsoring this show. Um, Elgato, makers of the ITV. Um, Elgato is a company which is uh, uh, half German, half uh, American, and they do this pretty cool box that you plug on your uh, Mac. Uh, here at home, I have plugged it to my Mac Mini, and then it allows you to see to see TV uh, through uh, the TT or also uh, satellite TV and then record with a pretty cool software which is ITV2 uh, which allows you to export uh, via toast to make a, a CD or a DVD out of it or directly synchronize with your iPod which is pretty cool and um, this is um, actually a pretty cool thing and I've been using it now since a few weeks I can uh, synchronize it through the internet so when I was on holiday I just went to a website and uh, uh, programmed the recordings on my Mac Mini, of course the only problem the result of it is re- coming back from the holidays my hard disk was full uh, <laughs> that's the only problem 
but uh, yeah, we thank them for sponsoring this show. This is actually the last show that they sponsor, uh, at least for this time, because uh, for uh, because they decided to make a, a break in our relationship. That's the cool thing with uh, the sponsor I work with. I always say we work month by month, and uh, from a month to the other, any any parties can stop the contract. They don't stop because we uh, uh, disagreed or whatever. We ju- we are still really good friends with the guys at, the, at Delgado, and especially with Lars and Sandy, and Sandy. Um, but uh, just for uh, to, to make a, a break, they might come back in September or October. We'll see. So thank you them uh, for them to being for being with us five months, which is uh, pretty cool actually. And um, we um, kind of welcome a new sponsor, which is not really a sponsor. We have a partnership with this company called Spreadshirt, which is um, a European company based in in, in Germany. Since most of our listeners are uh, in Europe, um, uh, we decided to make this whole T-shirt business with a, a company in Europe, which is uh, really much more uh, really easier um, uh, as working with Café Press. Café Press is really cool. They have really cool products and a super quality, I have to say. But uh, so I, I'll have a, a kind of a surprise at the end of the show. I don't have to forget. So um, stay until the end of the show. And uh, for the for the listeners, I have a nice uh, surprise. But we're gonna start right now with you, John. Um, you told me uh, on iChat a few hours ago that you was uh, pretty excited about being on a podcast, that you love podcasts and radio. So tell us a bit about you, about um, um, what's up with you and podcasts and radio, and how did you came, uh, did you come to work for Ambrosia? Well, first off, I love podcasts and uh, the radio. I actually love podcasts for the sake that it is so open, and you said before it's free. You you know so much uh, freer to share your ideas it's the way that i think uh radio should be i mean i I, you get more truth out of this or radio was 20 years ago yeah yeah exactly yeah it definitely i've seen the the way that radio is definitely spinning towards that you know kind of big brother sort of idea that you can't say certain things you can't do other things as well and uh actually i haven't listened to radio in probably uh eight months now i think i've been podcasting it all the way um, so thank you for having such a great show that's available for you know all the computer lovers out there in the world. Um, yeah. And I have, I work with uh, different podcasters on my own side projects here and there, but um, I've actually been doing a lot of podcasts in the past probably three months with Ambrosia. It seems ever since iTunes got their podcast section set up that they're just looking for anyone to be a good podcaster, and uh, it's got opened the doors for some lot of talented people to have their own podcasts. And uh, it's just been a great time. To, I'm meeting a lot of people that, thankfully, have uh, the ability to be on the radio this way, uh, which I think is actually a better medium than the, uh, you know, a broader spectrum than having one city and one guy talking. I, you can hit, you know, yeah. multiple cities, different countries by this way. Well, it's the internet. So, mm-hmm. I love the internet for that reason. Yeah. I, I've met more people and more more great people than I would ever would imagine. If you think about, like, if you think about it, fifty years ago, if someone said you'll have a little computer, <laughs> a little box on yeah. your desk, and you'll be able to talk to someone in Germany or yeah. wherever, you know, South America, just by talking, and people are like, no, I don't see that happening. Well, uh, it opens actually a lot of doors because I've been uh, doing radio uh, uh, a few years before, just normal radio, public radio. First mm-hmm. of all, it's not that easy. Even a small radio, you have to uh, make a tape before and they test your voice or whatever, and you know the typical voice on the radio, you know, like that. So it's... Yeah, <laughs> so you got a big radio booming voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, bit, right. it's a bit of a bullshit. So that's the first thing I try to avoid is uh, I try to speak normal. Uh, normally, like mm-hmm. like no 
normal people and uh, I try to have as less possible as compressors or whatever machines that make uh, you having a big balls voice um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but but That's what, yeah with me I the same way I actually was doing some radio shows and uh, they actually they actually wanted me to do the radio voice you have to have a little bit more booming you got to get that sound in there and, and it was rather That's entertaining funny. I mean I walked out of the studio feeling like I was a like a you know, a chicken with a big puff on chest. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this now. <laughs> it's and, funny. Uh, that's not the way yeah. to do it. I think it's not more yeah. comfortable. But I mean, I've done it also in the past because it's kind of you're you're in the system and you um you you just have to be like that. But uh, the the cool thing about podcasting and all the internet thing is that you can connect the dots all together and you can uh, in a without any uh, complicated institution you can start your own podcast like I did and then mm-hmm. have a uh, suddenly five thousand listeners. Whereas with, with a normal radio, you will maybe fight six months lungs um, trying your tips uh, here and there and maybe at the end get uh, 50 or 500 listeners mm-hmm. so uh, let's go now to uh, how did you come to Embrasia uh, actually it's funny my my degree I'm the PR marketing guy slash like media liaison person for Ambrosia. okay but my degree is not in that actually I have a degree in uh, uh, graphic design visual communications that way okay I actually was working <laughs> of all things I actually was working next door to Ambrosia software at my I had a large design studio and they needed someone to help out do some design work I did some packaging design for them for a few of their games uh, I think it was like Mars Rising EV Override we had a package deal it was one CD and I had done the artwork for that um, and uh, it just kind of started that way I started doing design work for them graphic design uh, and then I started getting into more helping them out they needed some people to assist with uh, actually of all things data entry way back in the day because we used to this is before you know, online stores are really great. You know, people are just starting to get into it now and not quite trusting it. So people were still sending in emails and letters and things that way. So I was handling a lot more customer service just as a side thing. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Andrew Welch, the owner of the company, said, you know, you are quite the uh, social person. You really can – I chat with everyone. You know, I'm a – I'm a social guy for Ambrosia Software. I'm the smile for the company, I guess. And uh, he said, geez, do you want to – you know, why don't you come on full-time here and work? And it's been that way ever since. I've been working for Ambrosia for close to nine, ten years now. Well, Whoa. nine years, actually. So that, yeah, That's a lot in the same company. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, was working, I was working part-time for him for a couple of years and then went on full-time and been ever since. And it's funny because I'm only 27 now, so I got Whoa. working for him when I was young. I was... Uh, so actually, take the back. It must have been eight years because I started working. When I was about nineteen, twenty. So wow. uh, around there. So <laughs> that's yeah. that's one of the cool things about uh, the uh, about America. Sometimes you started working at nineteen. Guys here in the in in Germany, they just finished uh, uh, the college at at nineteen. <laughs> and that- well, I gra- I graduated early. I actually I got done with some classes. Actually, I I went to college. Uh, I was already done with college early too. So I kind of worked my way f- through it quickly. I doubled my schedules and. Worked through the summer times and uh, graduated early compared to everyone else. I mean, normally I should have been twenty twenty one graduating, but I was out by eighteen. So. Cool. Um, so. Let's talk about first of all about uh, one of your amazing products at Ambrosia. It's a product used by many people and of course many podcasters. I should say many screencaster because this is a new uh, kind of podcast. Uh, it's mm-hmm. of course uh, Snaps Pro. Um, there's two versions of it. Uh, one who does actually only uh, screenshots, and the other which mm-hmm. is rather cool, allowing to make uh, well actually screencasts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Snaps Pro X. We have uh, Snaps Pro X2. Actually, the new version out was uh, okay. Snaps Pro X2, the last version. 
and it is a very handy program. And I'm amazed at the the very the, the variety of people that use this program. Um, it's everyone from uh, universities to do tutorials for their schools. Like a lot of uh, teachers, we actually originally used the idea, of, you know, giving a presentation like how to use Photoshop. Well, instead of explaining it in a thousand words, uh, like they say, I guess the picture is a thousand words, but the video is even better. They showed them, you know, making a video of what they did on the screen. This filter does this, this does that. Here you go. So instead of having this, you know, 20-page pamphlet printed out trying to explain it, they make a, a commentary using a microphone and uh, have a tutorial made up instantly using their screen. Uh, and also, it's funny, Apple uses, uh, Apple computers themselves use our product, Snaps Pro X2, for their um, a lot of their website tutorials and um, advertising. If you go to like their Aperture website, they're all the really impressive you know movies they made. They took the original information, the 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 raw files from using Snaps Pro X2. They captured the screen, what's going on with it, the actions, the the mouse, even all the 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 effects. If you like, you know, zooming in and out, it's cap you know able to be captured by Snaps Pro X2. So they brought that, then imported it into some program, I think it's, uh, I'm not sure it was Final Cut Pro, probably, and yeah. uh, brought it in there and made this amazing website, and uh, all thanks to Snaps Pro X and its ability to capture the screen. So Yeah, well, actually, Snaps Pro X, X uh, well, Snaps Pro exists since since years, because, as you said, it's Snaps oh, yeah. Pro X, but uh, at the time of, of Classic, or Mac OS 9, was already Snaps Pro, and, and actually, uh, you don't have really any much concurrent in that domain. Um, Say that part again? I had a little bit of static when you said that. Um, yeah, that's that's a problem with with Skype, <laughs> and I had the same problem with you speaking just a, a few minutes before. Uh, actually, I was I was wondering actually if there are um, uh, a lot of other companies doing this this kind of, of same thing because Snaps Pro has become really the 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 program by default in some of of, of screen mm. casting. It does actually. We have uh, there are people have been trying. We we do kind of still lead the way. There's been a few applications come out over the years that have tried. Uh, there's been a few simple screen captures that uh, I think were very severely lacking in the abilities that we had for just a normal static screen capture. Uh, for the movie side of things, there was uh, there's a couple been released recently, I think, but it's still very um, uh, kind of blasé in how they capture it. it the, the settings aren't very aren't there. The interface is kind of dull. But uh, Snaps Pro X, uh, I'll, it's kind of one of its own thing we've been uh, very fortunate that we've kind of been the the, the focus the mm -hmm. moment they say you know uh you know capture movie with on the mac it snaps for x follows right behind it at next sentence so we've been fortunate that way and, and you've seen now obviously uh the the way it has evolved over the years because you're at ambrosia oh, yeah. since years and and uh, when you entered i guess it was something like mac os 8 or something like that yeah, it was actually. It was yeah. Uh, I think I forgot what OS it was, but it had been OS seven or eight way back in the day. Yeah. And um, it was. It's kind of funny because original Snaps Pro actually it was Snaps originally, which just was, uh, you know, this simple screen capture, like almost like the command, uh, well, command option sh uh, three or whatever it is. I forget now. Yeah. Um, you. Uh, it almost was that, but with just a little bit of tweaking, you could have a, uh, you know, control the size of the window or. Things of that nature, and it just kept evolving. People were like, let's do you know shadows on there. Let's have hairline you know borders on there, so you can take a picture easier. Let's have it different options. And it's funny to sit back and actually watch. You actually can see it evolve. And um, it was funny. The uh, the movie idea came about because of my predecessor, uh, Jason, um, 
actually had uh, walked into Andrew's office, who actually, Andrew was the guy who designed it as well, walked in the office and was just talking to him. He was like, you know, it would be funny if Snaps Pro could capture movies. Ha <laughs> ha. And we all laughed at him at first. We're like, geez, capturing movies, huh? And uh, he saw the little light bulb go over Andrew's head, and uh, he started thinking away, and he worked night and day for months and months and months uh, and got the uh, movie capture ability on Snaps Pro X. And actually, it was very impressive. I mean, people from Apple were impressed. They wrote to us going, wow, great job. We didn't, we didn't do this. Jeez. Yeah. Amazing job. So it is, it's been fun how it's evolving, and it's still invol- uh, evolving now. We've uh, in the drawing board for, you know, Nothing stops at Ambrosia. Even we have a final product. When it's released, we're already thinking of the next versions, next updates, different features. And uh, so we're hopefully in the next year or so, we're going to have some really big news coming out with Snaps Pro X 2 or Snaps Pro X family, you know, the, the continuation of the product. So it should be exciting. Cool. Uh, obviously, it's. Um, I think it's pretty hard to work on new functionalities because this this kind of software is is kind of uh, it has um, its capacities and and it um, you cannot put too many bells and whistles. So um, how can such a software evolve? Except of course in correcting bugs. But uh, which kind of functionality would you uh, uh, optionally implement in the future? Of course, uh, no breaking of any NDA here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe you can answer the question. Um, well, I can't answer too much into it, but okay. we're just lo- looking about, ha- you know, um, a lot more, I think, editability of of the things you're capturing itself, having a lot more control over the the files you'll be handling, and things like that. So, I uh, I can't offer too much information into it because we want to have it to be a great surprise. Yeah. Um. But it's picture if you could see how the evolution of Snaps Pro snaps to Snaps Pro to Snaps Pro Two, to Snaps Pro X and on, just see how it's been leaps and bounds every time. You can maybe be able to kind of guess that we're going to be something something even bigger next time. So okay, uh, uh, it, it's uh, you open the imagination because I don't see anything's better than video, bigger than video. We <laughs> haven't seen anything yet. Ambrosia always has been pretty good at surprising people. Yeah. So we have luckily we have some of the best programmers I have ever seen working for Ambrosia. I I'm amazed. We have uh, one of our head um, head programmer guy. Just the we joke around. He's the guy that takes care of all the pirates, everything else as well. He's one of the most gifted programmers, his name is Matt Slot. Uh, he's one of the most talented people. Just can can do anything with the computer. He's actually been contacted by Apple many times to fix problems with them. They're like, "Hey, uh, you fixed this on our pro- on our program. How do you do it? We don't even know how you did it." <laughs> and uh, we're just gifted. I mean, we have uh, uh, the the programmer for uh, Wiretap Pro, which is another phenomenal program. He is just he, he just has an idea to do something, and he makes it happen on the on the computer. Um, and we're just having. I've I've met a lot of different programmers, being at different Mac expos and things of that nature. And the more I meet them, the more I realize that Ambrosia is definitely unique in the talent we have. And we have a lot of programmers that are not the typical, like you know, hide behind the computer screen and do stuff. These guys are a lot more outgoing, joking, willing to try new things and talk about okay. it. And it's definitely made a lot not better, you know, uh, uh, programs for Ambrosia and the Mac in general. Really great. Okay, we're going to go further uh, into the question in a few minutes, but first of all, we're going to make kind of a break and speak about uh, a bit about the news. Of course, okay. you know, um, since yesterday, there is a, a, a small news, a little news uh, on the side of Apple, which is the MacBook Pro 17-inch. Did you look into it Ooh. a bit? I looked at it. That is one pretty, pretty machine. I yeah. tell you, I'm... I, I'm excited. I, I'm holding off. I gotta save a little bit more money before I can afford it. You know? <laughs> and Broach is a great company, but they don't pay the greatest bill. You know, the the biggest paychecks in the in the business. But I am excited that I I really 
I've seen it and uh, uh, I've heard good things. I know some people that are already like you know been playing around with it for a couple couple of weeks here in the in the hidden areas. Uh, but it's it's a lovely looking machine and it hopefully it's. It, it works as well as it pretty as it looks, I guess. I should yeah, say. well, it, it was pretty obvious that they're gonna come with the 17-inch MacBook Pro because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know the 12-inch is another deal, but the 17-inch. I mean, if you if you come with the 15-inch, come on, you you gotta come with the 17. Uh, oh, exactly. Now, now that's that's what I, I go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, you know, I, I'm a big guy. I joke around. I'm I'm like six foot two, three hundred pounds. So seventeen inches fit me a lot better than twelve inches does. <laughs> little tiny uh, laptop in my, you know, is looks a little small in my hands. But seventeen, actually, I'm sitting on a seventeen inch right now just for the uh, for the podcast, and uh, it just it seems like this is the right size for me. So. I mean, well, I was ecstatic when it came out. It, Friends of mine sent me the links right away. It's kind of it's it's a question of religion. Uh, being a fan of the 17 or or the 12, because uh, mm-hmm. we are more uh, all the pumpcasters. We are more uh, crazy fans of of 12 inches, uh, mm-hmm. because we we think um, a laptop should be as small as possible. So uh, mm-hmm. we are as extreme that we think that 12 inch is almost uh, already too big. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, of course, the 17 inch are cool. The only problem is uh, it's not anymore such a portable computer. Because it's pretty yeah. big. It's hefty. Yeah, it's a hefty size thing. Yeah. I see. I I came from like the graphic design side of things. So big screens are yeah, nice to do big work. Like you know, I still work with uh, on Ambrosia. I mean, we do a lot of different. We have a lot of different hats in Ambrosia. So I do a lot of design work still there. Like I do a lot of advertisement for them. Uh, some of the website designs and icon work as well. So having a big screen is always kind of nice. So it's a it's a portable machine that's you know amazing speeds. And a screen that I actually can have multiple windows open, working on different artwork yeah. that way. So, well, let's talk. But. Let's talk a bit about the changes in this uh, MacBook Pro 17 inch in comparison to the to the PowerBook, or in comparison to the MacBook Pro 15 inch. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, there, there, this is really a machine which is targeted for video freaks uh, and for uh, um, uh, Photoshop freaks, uh, but I guess more oh, yeah. for video because it has FireWire 800, uh, mm-hmm. which. Uh, the PowerBook doesn't have. It has also um, the double-layer um, DVD burner, which is also something uh, great because the 15-inch doesn't have, uh, which actually makes me think that, uh, and and that's that's uh, that's actually a fact. Um, it's it's just a question of of how big or or uh, thin. Uh, are the the DVD burners? Uh, it's just a matter of millimeter, but uh, it seems that uh, a double layer is something like one millimeter uh, bigger. So um, at the beginning, I was thinking like, uh, uh, well, wait, um, this the, the, they have actually the same height, so they are they are both uh, one inch. But uh, the difference is the 17-inch air has uh, more space to um, dispose the components. So I, I guess this is for the moment just a technical technical reason. I, I think uh, so too. I think. It, of course, it's I'm pretty sure Apple will come with a 15-inch update in a few uh, months, mm-hmm. uh, and then put, of course, uh, also the DVD uh, uh, double layer. They're just waiting for the component. I mean, uh, Apple is just a computer manufacturer. They exactly. just uh, they are dependent of the component. Hmm. No, it's. I, don't know, I I think I used actually I had a 15 inch for a long time. My previous uh, PowerBook was a 15 inch, and I actually was pretty happy with a 15 inch. Um, uh, as for the the CD the CD burner and everything else aspect, it was I 
I think you know that that'll come about eventually because everyone always wants the biggest best thing in their computers. Yeah, so. you know, it's funny because actually I, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, uh, the, one of the reasons why uh, um, the FireWire 800 uh, is not directly here uh, in the 15 inch is because the motherboard for the Intel is not ready. And actually, uh, being on the Intel, uh, it's uh, a pretty uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty cool advantage because uh, we're gonna have roadmaps for for the first time in our Mac life uh, mm-hmm. because Apple is is, is uh, it's used to keep everything secret, and uh, Intel uh, should uh, be not secret. Of course, uh, the only missing point now uh, is a uh, missing uh, thing now is is the MacBook and the G5, uh, and and the G5 is because uh, mainly because of Intel not having yet the mm-hmm. processors, and uh, maybe we we gonna have uh, 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 something. Before everything was expected, uh, well, let's see actually if, if Apple yeah. Is, is... Yeah, it's always ha- uh, kind of an annoying thing to have. Apple always likes keeping everything secret. And even being a developer for Macintosh, it is kind of a, a odd headache and a half because when you're trying to, rec- you know... Uh, uh, you're trying to develop for the product, you know, you don't know what's going to come in on the pipe. We actually will watch the uh, the keynote and be amazed as everyone else. Like, they made this. Oh, my goodness. We, uh, we, now we got a, you know, program for it or we got to make it this way. So we have little hints coming up. We get developers' notices, but it's still, I mean, they, they're still very tight lipped on a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, and I actually, a lot of guys at Apple there's themselves don't know, uh, when there are big announcements, it's just, um, uh, Steve's and a few folks knowing it, maybe five or two, ten mm-hmm. person, but not a lot of people. And, uh, that could actually, uh, that's actually sometimes some people don't really realize, even you as a developers, um, you don't know much more about this. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. We have, uh, we found out one of the products coming out because our secretary's son, works in in California for an advertising company. He does video editing and he actually worked on the commercials for like the the new nanos when they came out, the iPod nanos. We he actually knew about it before us and we we're developers for the Mac. I mean, we think we'd have like, hey, by the way, this is coming out. He happened to been working on the advertisement for it, so it's just kind of an odd coincidence that he knew. I realize actually, you're right that uh, um, knowing some people at some um, advertising agencies, uh, it's it's actually a pretty good way to know things about uh, about what's coming on the pipe because uh, uh, they know uh, the things before, of course, because mm-hmm. um, they got to prepare them all the the ads coming out. So uh, actually, it's a pretty good uh, source uh, um, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, having um, the news before all the rest. But uh, well, let, let's talk about a, a little program you have because I saw that on your website. I didn't know about it, which is uh, iSeek, uh, and uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a, a little uh, neat program. Well, the screenshots are, are are pretty old. It looks like Jaguar or, or Panther, but obviously you cannot make screenshot uh, every every year. But uh, the utility of this tool seems to be really cool. It's uh, it's something actually that I might really use because mm-hmm. it's um, it's pretty amazing actually. It. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I, I, it, I mean, we, we have a product. Everyone releases products, so I always test them out. And I installed it on my machine to test it out, and it has been a part of my, my, uh, computer, every computer from that point on. From that, from, from, from the testing on, I've not, you know, it's such a little program that I seek up in the upper corner there that I can't live without it now. It's such an easy little thing to have in there. So, but continue on. I'm sorry, I had to do a little, 
rather. Yeah, but you, no, you're right because I wanted you also to explain a little bit. But what I wanted to uh, react on is, uh, uh, well, first of all, uh, it's a pretty useful product mm-hmm. because you might think, well, uh, all um, the, most of the things it does, you can do it directly in the in a in a in the window uh, in a Safari window. But first of all, um, first of all, the, <laughs> the this this tool is kind of uh, uh, managing all different things like not only Google search but also dictionary search or eBay search, Amazon search, um, a lot of different things and actually you ha- you don't have um, always a, a Safari open uh, window open yeah, that's, that's uh, I, I do agree with you yeah, there that's that's <laughs> actually the the problem is uh, when you want to do a search the, then you type it uh, directly over there and the, the big advantage of, of this program is that it stays directly in the menu bar so it's mm-hmm. always accessible uh, from the top of uh, uh, on the top of your screen so it's it's, it's pretty cool actually uh, now I wanted to react on on the website on those screenshots uh, made on Jaguar or, or Panther obviously you cannot always redo the screenshot you you see it of course because of the stripes uh, that are still there and in in, uh, in mm-hmm. the menu bar and in, um, in Target, there are no stripes mm-hmm. anymore, uh, which is, in my opinion, way cooler. Uh, but um, this is to, to to come back to the fact of uh, the evolutions of the macOS versions. Uh, you've been there with uh, um, Ambrosia since uh, uh, before macOS 10, but uh, obviously uh, you've been there directly on macOS 10. You've seen the evolve uh, the evolution of that, and I wanted to ask you how it was, um, uh, how you jumped directly on the macOS 10 bandwagon um, back at the time. Oh, we did. We we've always been right right along with them. We had, uh, um, I mean, the original. We back Ambrosia has been around for about uh, twelve to fifteen years. I can't remember offhand the exact date it was incorporated, but it's been around for you know I say at least thirteen years. I would say, and uh, we've been right along with them from uh, the original Mac OS. I forget what the first program that we had worked with had been on, but when we switched over to Mac OS X, we were there as well. We got the ball rolling, got this new fun stuff out. Um, Snaps Pro X came out right right away too. We took us a little while transitioning, getting the new stuff going, but it worked great. So um, I think we've always been there. We hope always will be there. We uh, we're rushing around a little bit. The last the Intel machines don't quite work with some of our products, but we have people working on it, you know, all the time trying to get it working. So hopefully soon they'll be updated and working good for those. But we've always been ready to go. So. Oh, okay, great. Uh, now let's speak about the uh, Wiretap Pro, uh, and actually uh, uh, a bit also about the history of uh, Wiretap, which is a product uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. used to use uh, def- to do different things. And then, for yeah. example, the podcaster use it, and uh, and uh, it's uh, available on your website. So uh, actually, uh, at the beginning there was Wiretap, and then uh, you uh, made the Wiretap Pro. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, and, and for which I, I won't blame you. You, of course, because you you got to make money. So uh, well, actually, the thing it's not not the fact that it wasn't available. It was just that we originally released Wiretap, the the non-pro edition, and uh, it was a free version, and we had fun making it. Uh, trouble was when we released, uh, there was a lot more uh, people requested a lot more other ideas and things to it. So we uh, we released Wiretap Pro. Uh, also, when one of the uh, one of the updates came about for Mac, say like um, I think it was 10.2. The 10.2, it didn't quite work right. So uh, we had programmers working away on uh, on updating that. Um, but the beautiful thing I always like to tell people is that we, you know, Wiretap is still around and the idea that Wiretap Pro still does everything that Wirepre- Wiretap did and it's still free. The only time you have to register it is when you want to do the oh. Pro versions okay. of things. I didn't know um, that. Like recording the AIFF files, which Wiretap, Wiretap excuse me, did originally, that is still totally... Everything that you could do with Wiretap for free, you can do with Wiretap Pro yeah, cool. for free. 
when you want it. Yeah, so when you want to move on to... Yeah, it's one of those things. We have it on our website, and I wish we put it out more because people always think we're like, well, you know, you're trying to be greedy bastards. Like, no, we, we didn't want to. We, uh, what we had, we did was we actually made it better, and uh, we actually, and we make it, uh, it's fully option, you know, operational on the newest operating system. So instead of trying to work on a, the wiretap, the older one, we made it bigger and better, and, um, you still can use wiretap, the original one, the exact same way with wiretap pro, but when you want to use the, the pro features, then you get into the you need to register it kind of idea. Oh, so that, that's that's really cool. It was uh, it's our little little secret we we like people to know about. So it's still <laughs> usable in the same idea. Yeah, it's really but. cool. I think it's it's actually the pretty the the way to go uh, instead of making two different software, two different versions to make a software uh, and and a version uh, that uh, mm-hmm. well actually a license code that unlock some functionalities of the software because uh, it actually uh, makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. That's what we we were afraid of. That same reason we didn't want to have wiretap and then wiretap pro and two different things. Like let's put it all under one, you know, one heading, one application. It'll still work the same as it is there, but now we have the pro version. So, oh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I didn't know actually you can uh, have a wiretap uh, for free and uh, and uh, and uh, and and you can buy them uh, for the li- the license of a wiretap pro. So um, there's a free version actually. There, there is. Yeah, you do have to pay for it if. Uh, the if you want to like capture certain aspects like the um uh, you have 30 day free trial i think like capturing like uh, mp3 version files uh because that wasn't originally in the, the original one we couldn't quite figure that one out by the time we got the original wiretap out um but okay. uh we does what it does you get like for 30 day free trial and even after 30 days you still can test the program out but unfortunately it has a watermark or an audio mark i guess on it the uh, our lovely uh woman who does our phone system as well who does if you ever call our answering machine or call our leave a you know call ambrosia phone systems you'll have the voice that's exactly the same voice that's on the wiretap pro audio saying uh you know, a little watermark on there. So. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, wiretap uh, actually was not really uh, made for. I thought for that, but uh, but uh, it's uh, it has been used by a lot of force uh, mm-hmm. in podcasting at the, at the beginning, um, uh, especially when there was no tool uh, back in September October two thousand four. Uh, there was no mm-hmm. uh, tools like like the 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 holy GarageBand three now or GarageBug like I used to say, um, and um, right away uh, all the people started to use uh, all the um, the the cool po- product from Rogue Meba or your product, uh, which uh, mm-hmm. was uh, of course not really, uh, you didn't make right tap for that because you made it before all this uh, thing about the, the postcard thing. No, it wasn't revolution. really intended for that. But it's funny when when uh, the podcasters came out and the, the kind of podcast revolution, as I call it, came about. I was excited because I used wiretap before, and actually I was doing. Um, these pseudo podcasts before the term was even around. You know, it was like I was uh, doing an online radio show kind of thing. And then podcast came around and I started using wiretap and I'm like, this is really handy. And then podcast and the iTunes really came about like October of, of 04. It came about and I've been pushing wiretap uh, on, you know, all the podcasters that I know of and they've been very excited because it's such a simple program. Um, it's, there's nothing really big and verbose to do. You want to record something, you click the, what do you want to input to come as? What this file do you want to do it? What name and hit record and voila. So, uh, I've been pushing it on, you know, all sorts of places, you know, because I think it's a great program. I mean, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. So, 
that's one good thing about working for Ambrosia. I'm addicted to half their games, and I use their util- utilities daily, even if I'm not, you know, for my own personal use. Well, actually, that, that's the, the cool thing about, uh, I guess, uh, your work in Ambrosia, because I, I guess you love your work, because if you work so, since so many years at Ambrosia, that means that you really love what mm-hmm. you do, and that, that's the goal of every yeah. job. Well, Ambrosia is a very fun place. I gotta say, it's one of the most unique companies I've ever worked for, and the idea that, you know, the boss is a big guy with a big, huge, you know, Fu Manchu mustache. Uh, we have a, a parrot in the, in the office. We have, uh, a lot more freedoms than a lot of people do. Like we have sand, like we have slippers. The boss got us, everyone comes in, we take our shoes off, we have our own slippers in the office. And, uh, it's, it's very unique in, in how he approaches companies itself. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Uh, I wish, I wish more people took that hint because we are a happy, we're very happy co- workers and, and, you know, happy workers make for a good work experience. So it's cool. Actually, it should be all. It should always be like that because uh, that's uh, uh, this way people are, are actually more productive. I I remember you working for an internet company in the '99, uh, in the year '99 and 2000, where uh, we also used to take our mm-hmm. shoes off and 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 lie on the couch when we had to discuss about something. Mm-hmm. So which is actually really more uh, cool and more productive than uh, a lot of people might thought. Actually, I I totally agree. We have a big lounge area in Ambrosia. We actually have right now. Like I'm sitting in. There's a uh, big, huge, two leather couches. There's a big television set there. We actually want to get a bigger one. We keep telling him we want a bigger TV, but he says we can't get a too big of a TV because it is supposed to be a place of work. So, but we um, we definitely have a lot more creativity flowing around that way because we'll be sitting there on the couch having lunch. Like people come up and eat lunch there, and just it's a good lounge area. It's a big library. It has bookshelves everywhere. People come up here and just. You know, you know, it's funny how many ideas come about sitting our back on a couch versus sitting in front of a, you know, in a dull boardroom or in front of a computer screen talking, so. Let's let's talk a bit about um, integration. Uh, I saw that Wiretap integrates with uh, iCal, which is pretty cool because uh, you can uh, directly mm-hmm. um, record uh, the radio. Or, uh, <laughs> although nobody uh, used mm-hmm. to listen radio now, uh, of course everybody knows that everybody is listening to podcasts now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, is it really important for you at Ambrosia to uh, plug in into uh, all the different applications? And oh, exactly. I, I think it really is that. Uh, we we spent a lot of time testing out different applications. Like for instance, like we were using Skype now, and we had to test it out. Originally, Wiretap didn't work with Skype uh, because of uh, somehow way it handled audio. But luckily, uh, Dominic Farah was is uh, is a really handy guy, and some people worked with him, and we had uh, we have it working now. But we I we definitely think that having it work with other applications is the way to go because. You know, there's a, a big world out there, and someone somewhere will use this application with the weirdest things. So, you know, we can't we can't test them all, but we're gonna make sure we get you know pretty close to the, they all work there. Um, 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 the next question I had. Well, actually, I'm gonna speak a bit about about the news, and then we'll come back to a few questions. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, 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 well, it, dep- it all depends on of course uh, of the time you you left uh, you have left for me. Um, I'm kind of running low. I only have like another about ten, uh, less than ten minutes left. Okay, so I wish I. Wish okay, I had no more. worries. So uh, I, I keep on uh, with the question with you, and then I, at the end I will uh, talk a bit about uh, uh, my things alone, <laughs> alone in mm-hmm. the dark, um, because actually <laughs> it's a pretty interesting question that I have for you is um, uh, about some macOS nine application that I saw on your website. Um, of course, since you uh, had done a bunch of application at that time, they are still there. But I was really really wondering if, mm-hmm. if if anyone still buys it. 
It's actually funny. You'd think they wouldn't, but we have uh, a lot of orders coming in for the old stuff. Some people still use the uh, you know the computers with the classic version. Some people don't want to buy the new software, even though Mac OS X has been out for eons. Um, but like, there's actually actually it, one of the funny things is I was talking to a woman yesterday, day before yesterday, and uh, she has her old Mac sitting around for her grandkids. And that's kind of funny, but they have the old the grandkids use Mac OS nine. They you don't they don't need the new stuff and. They like using our own our old games and such for the Mac OS uh, pre you know, pre X so the OS nine and eight and such. Um, uh, we, I mean we we don't we were th- we were thinking about taking them down from there. But funny thing is every time we try to think about taking them down, people request them and ask for them and uh, uh, you know it's so we just leave them up there and see if people want to buy them. They're there. They're not taking up you know they're not taking up too much yeah. space in our 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 area. So it's better to be safe than sorry, I guess. So people can uh, download yeah. anything. The old stuff you want to. Yeah, that, so. that's right. Um, you spoke already about games. You said you played to some game of Ambrosia. Uh, you have a few games at Ambrosia. Um, are there games that you uh, develop at Ambrosia or, or just... Uh... We, ha- we, we used to do a lot more in-house, and we're trying to get back to that now, which I don't know if that's supposed to be a secret or not, but we hope to do some more in-house games soon. Um, but what we do have is uh, we have a, we a lot of developers. We work with different developing groups, like... Um, Darwinia was uh, done with uh, Introversion, is in, which is from Denmark, I think it was. Uh, and they actually approached us with this game that was really impressive. Um, and uh, they're like, we want you to do the Mac version of it. We want you to produce, or not produce, but uh, release it under with your title, you know, under your title. And uh, we've done that. We've done like um, Over the Edge Entertainment did a game last year called Goo Ball, which is a bright, fun game rolling around kind of thing. Uh, and that was a pro, you know, they came to us and say, listen, we, you know, we love Ambrosia. You know, we, we, we are a small little company. We don't have the networking like you have. Can you, uh, would you mind, you know, selling our game for producing our game for us? And, uh, if the game's great and we love it, we'll do it. And so, um, so we don't have, we wish we'd do a little more in-house. Like our, our utilities are done in-house. Um, a lot of our games have been done out of, you know, Working with other developers, and you know, there's been a few things like we're working on now. We have one uh, Redline, which is a racing car game. Um, the artwork is being done in house. The programmer is in uh, Germany, but a lot of the stuff is being done kind of a co-op. Like he works with us, we work with him. Uh, so it's it's an Ambrosia game, but not quite with an Ambrosia employee working with okay. it. So. Um, you, uh, we speak about a lot, of, a lot about the, we spoke a lot about the, the Mac and Mac OS 9 and Mac OS X in this uh, podcast. Um, have you ever been, have you uh, always been on the Mac or, um, or are you something like a switcher? But I guess not because you're there since years. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've always been Mac. We've always, we've always tried to be Mac. You know, we have a few of our products have been ported over to Windows. Um, none of our utilities, pretty much our games. We have like uh, Escape Velocity Nova, which was a very popular game, uh, was actually ported over to Windows. And uh, but we've always been pretty much Mac related and aim for the Mac. Um, okay. And uh, so it's we. I mean, we wish we could do more, but we actually we like the Mac. We've always been very comfortable and. We, I think it's a strong little thing. Ambrosia has always been kind yeah, of Mac. Well, so, which which is not that. a problem for us. Uh, but, uh, mm, um, exactly. Now let's talk a bit about the Intel switch. Uh, was it a, a bit of a problem for you guys? And what did you thought when you saw the announcement uh, last year? Well, I when the announcement came out, we were well, we were a little shocked at first. But uh, when you think about it, it seems kind of logical. We're they're 
you know, you can see why the you know the processors, everything else, are very nice processors. They're, you know, they're smaller. They they use less energy, um, and I I think it'd be, it'd be good in the long run. Um, as for our product itself, we did have some problems. We still have problems with a couple of our products not working with, um, like say, uh, Wiretap Pro. Actually, uh, it had problem. You can record stuff fine with microphone, like I'm doing now. But when bringing a uh, you know with a Mac Audio, there is no Mac Audio anymore that way. It's all it's through the Intel processing. Uh, so we're still doing a little bit of catch up on it. But we uh, uh, we were a little surprised, but holding in there pretty good. We we're still making sure everything works well on our end. Okay. Um, and the uh, last question, which is uh, going to be a bit technical, but I guess you can answer that question uh, still. Uh, you don't have to go too deep, uh, which is to know exactly. You, 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 you said you have a pretty good damn developers, and uh, which tool do they use? Mm -hmm. uh, we used to use a lot of like the Code Warrior back in the day. Um, but, but now, now there's no choice you know, anymore. We use Yeah, exactly. They can't do that anymore. So uh, we actually have been using a lot of like um, was Xcode, the uh, uh, the one that comes shipped with the, uh, the Apple developing tools. Um, you know, they you know we have the Apple development CDs and everything else that come with your your yeah. computers. Um, they the development tools that they have uh, they offer the developers are really really impressive. You know, it's I I, I tell anyone who's interested in possibly becoming a developer for the Mac is uh, use the development tools because Apple has some great tools. They have great tutorials on their website. They have uh, and they have a lot of um, forums and such to learn from. They have a lot of experts willing to teach. So uh, we've been using the the Xcode and. Um, The other Apple development tools off the Apple CDs there, uh, and but it's it's funny because you think we'd be using all these little hidden, you know, programs here and there, but the stuff that Apple provides is done very well yeah. for us. and uh, I guess all, all your tools are programmed in Objective C, because mm -hmm. because yes. this is something I'm going to speak a bit about uh, uh, in a few minutes uh, when I speak about Cocoa Dev House. It's uh, some discussion mm -hmm. I had uh, this weekend. So I guess you got to leave now. Uh, yeah, I actually have to be cut myself short. I wish we could do a little more, but Skype unfortunately yeah, didn't play well no with worries. us today. We had a few problems with Skype for the listeners that listen to that uh, as a few-minute podcast, where a few, or I guess we will reach uh, an hour or something like that. We really can't say how long it will be because we have done that in something <laughs> like four takes. Uh, Skype was not with us uh, today, but thank you for being there. Oh, I, I had a blast, and I wish I could have stayed longer with you. Well, I just unfortunately have to do a couple more things. Well, you, the, you'll uh, have your your second speech. chance anyway. <laughs> and uh, well, keep me in touch. Let let me know if you need anything else yeah. down the road. Well, I'm yeah, always okay. Here for and it. I guess uh, we'll hear anyway uh, uh, from each other uh, when uh, you have something really cool to announce about the Snaps Pro uh, for the podcast. Oh, exactly. And tell everyone if they want to learn more about Ambrosia yeah. software, just go to our website. Uh, it's www.ambrosiasw.com. And uh, we have forums there. You can talk to people. And most of us, the Ambrosia crew, are on the web forum. So if you want to talk with us, sign on. I'm okay, on Okay, thank so. you. And bye-bye. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that's it. I'm going to uh, finish alone, and uh, you just send me all the files. Sounds good. Yeah, Take care bye -bye. of yourself. Bye-bye. So I'm going to finish alone, uh, which is actually pretty unusual. It's not the style of the podcast here. I uh, never finish alone, but I'm going to do it just for one time. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, I'm going to speak about a few uh, things. Uh, for example, uh, the Cocoa Dev House, where, Dev House, where I was uh, this weekend. I was this Saturday at uh, Cocoa Dev House, which is a, a pretty cool organization. Um, the idea came from, uh, come, uh, from um, uh, Blake Burris from Cocoa Radio.
uh, you can listen to Kukwe Radio, which is a pretty interesting podcast, which is um, actually pretty complimentary to our one, because uh, I try not to be too technical, and of course Kukwe Radio is technical, it's a show for developers, actually a kind of by developers for developers, and um, so um, check that, and also check the wiki of uh, Kukwe Dev House, where I was, actually where I met uh, a, a bunch of uh, different guys, I met, I met um, um, for example, uh, um, Jasper Heuser, the guy from uh, designing the different icons for the different apps, uh, like for example App Zapper, or he's designing also uh, Audio Express uh, 1.0 from Max Software. So the icons, the icons of Mozilla, Mozilla Update, some icons at Insanity, and some icons at the Widget Machine, and uh, and uh, a pretty um, lot of things. This event was organized by Cat Ellipse uh, from TreasureMyText.com and Paul Stringer from MacOSTone. .com. So um, check that, by the way, macwestones.com. It's a website that allows you to have uh, ringtones on your mobile phone with the Mac uh, sounds. So it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, I met also, uh, uh, or I saw, because I didn't really spoke with them, the guys from Fleck, so Boris and some other, go- other guys. Um, there was a guy from Macintosh, uh, which I uh, just realized after being at that thing. Uh, Daniel Salber, which is a French guy um, doing working on Fire and TV. Um, there was also, uh, I, I got, of course, I got a shout out, of course, um, uh, to all the people that was there. Um, Dirk uh, Van Hoosterbosch, uh, the guy from Entelistener, which is a pretty interesting application that I didn't really understood everything it was doing. And Smith, of course, from Flock. Uh, um, and uh, and uh, some other guys over there that was over there. So shout out to everybody. Shout out also to the guys from uh, Etalage, which was a pretty cool point of sale application. So uh, we uh, now we're waiting for the next one, the next Cocoa Dev House, which uh, which will be uh, at least for the European ones in um, uh, München, so in Munich, uh, which will be organized by the Coding Monkeys. Uh, you can check out the the wiki. Uh, there is already a, a wiki for uh, uh, for Munich, uh, which for reason or another is not anymore on the on the homepage, which is weird, but anyway, I'll put the link, and uh, except that, um, what did I have to explain? Yeah, um, uh, we, we speak another day about uh, Nokia and Sony Ericsson, uh, that could actually kick ap- Apple ass with the iPod, because Nokia has some pretty cool product with the, uh, for example, N92 or something like that, N72, Sony Ericsson with the, the K800 um, or things like that, um, so I, I don't want to discuss alone uh, in this podcast, which has no sense at all, and um, the Apple uh, Q2 2006 final conference call details, um, uh, that was pretty interesting actually, to see that Apple has a $636 million in revenue, uh, and uh, 50% of the Mac were uh, sold to new to Mac, so to uh, switchers, uh, they opened 141 uh, stores, uh, well, the 141 stores were opened by the end of the quarter, which is actually huge, um, and uh, what did they sold? They sold 1,112,000 Macs um, during March, uh, which represent 1,572 uh, billion in revenue. Um, and those was 640,000 desktops and uh, 40. Uh, 498 portables, so it seems like desktop is coming back, I guess, because of the iMac, and uh, and uh, over uh, actually over 8 million iPods sold, uh, so 8 million 500 iPods sold, uh, and um, so uh, that's it. I'm not gonna make it much much longer. I might come back uh, really soon with another English podcast because uh, I've arranged a podcast uh, with 
the Kent case, uh, the CEO of uh, the Omni Group, which has received his headset. Uh, by the way, it's now kind of a requirement. Now I try people to have a headset before that I interview them. Uh, even if I have to uh, wait a, a little bit, uh, people understand that the sound has to be perfect. Uh, so no iSat, no internal microphone or, what, or, or whatsoever, just uh, headsets or um, if or even better, uh, a really good microphone. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll catch us e- each other, hopefully with somebody else, because I hate to do a podcast alone. Uh, I think it's not the way to go. Uh, well, actually, at least in my show. And um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to say wanted to say is, of course, about the contest. I've told you um, that uh, we have a partnership with Spreadshirt uh, for our new uh, sh- uh, shop, um, where you can find T-shirts, mugs, uh, clocks. Um, whatever you want, even uh, G-strings, I have to install them over there. Um, you just go on our website and you click on the link on the top menu bar, uh, which is called Shop. And uh, Spreadshirt is uh, not only uh, offering us a pretty cool uh, shop, uh, uh, which uh, has a pretty cool functionalities and which is multilingual. By the way, if your mother tongue is something else, then uh, the three languages on the website, you can uh, check the the store in uh, something like 10 different languages, uh, which I'm not going to do for the website. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a, a word at the end of the of the podcast, uh, really at the end, 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 and you will have to repeat this word uh, to me to send it via email, stuffmc at pumpcast.com, stuffmc at pumpcast.com, which is my email, send it and write t-shirt in the mail. And if you are the first, one, of course, only the first one, and of course, the guys at the podcast they can't work. I have another surprise for them. So everybody which has has, has uh, already been more than once in the podcast is not allowed to work. Uh, all the the one timers they they are allowed to 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 not to work but to play. So all the others anyway, just write a mail. The first one uh, on the French podcast there is already uh, one T-shirt won by uh, Philou du Nord, which is his nickname. So uh, 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 greetings, uh, congratulations to him. Uh, uh, and uh, that's it, uh, basically. Uh, what else did I wanted to say? Um, yeah, a last thing is I wanted to ask if there are some German listeners uh, listening to this podcast because I'm asking myself more and more if I should continue doing a German podcast also since o- almost all Germans speak English. Um, it's a lot of work for me to do um, those uh, three podcasts. Uh, if it's possible, I would maybe um, think about the a possibility to do only in French and in English because all the guys I interview in the German podcast they speak English so it won't be any problem and almost all uh, the guy I know uh, basically all people I know uh, <clears throat> in Germany uh, speaks also English in a way or another so let me know if it's a good or a bad idea uh, think about the time I have to spend in doing this German podcast where you could exactly the same listen to the English podcast and in this case of course I would do two times more English podcast um, and um, and that's it uh, I'm actually almost the same for the website but still the website I want to continue to do it in, in German uh, but as you can imagine it's not easy to do uh, those uh, multilingual think um, so that's it and uh, check oh that's not it sorry I'm really sorry to be so long but I forgot to speak about Mac Zot, which is really 
important. Uh, we do the, the Zodcast since a few days. We have kind of a contract with uh, uh, the guys from MaxZod.com and uh, every day we bring you in a podcast way uh, the Zod of the day, which is uh, normally every day in French. Some days it's in English. It's still not clear. The last one we did about Subit, I did, we did it, uh, or I did it, in the five language, so, uh, which was pretty interesting. It's a lot of work, but it's interesting. So go check that out at pumpcast.com. There you have a category called uh, Zodcasts or Zot and uh, in between the language and uh, go check that out actually and um, that's it for today so don't forget to watch yourself every day in the mirror in the morning of course and uh, ask you the very important question that Steve already asked himself 30 years ago is uh, what I'm going to do today do I want to do that uh, my whole life and the answer is no there is a simple uh, answer to that is that you just got the switch and the code word for today is COCOA Now I start recording for for <laughs> for the for the real. Now I record. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I will figure out the question I asked. I hope. Uh, well, I think if you listen very clear, carefully in the yeah, background, yeah, I can listen the, to myself. You can hear yeah. me yeah. quietly in the back. I, I wish I'd known. I would have. I could have maybe done recording of both ends for an hour. Yeah, but I know, that's normally so. what I do. Usually, we used to do um, kind of a track, uh, kind of a. A back, a back, uh, backup track actually in case uh, somebody forgot what I actually did. Well, anyway, we're gonna <laughs> go further in the news. Um, 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 the next question I had. Well, I-